So welcome to another T-Rex Talk podcast, and more importantly, welcome to 2022. Now, I'm not really a New Year's resolutions guy, but I think that we should all be working to get in better shape, uh, increase our capability, get more training, get out of debt. Not because uh, it's a New Year's resolution time, but because it is 2022. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this year, mostly because I, I feel like we should have a pretty good idea of what 2022 is going to look like at this point. Uh, and here's my reason for that. Let's let's go back. Hindsight is uh, 2020. I can't believe I, I just said that. But in 2020, we got a curveball thrown at us pretty early on in the year with COVID-19. And then we got a much bigger curveball thrown at us with all of the restrictions and lockdowns. It started off small, uh, two weeks to flatten the curve. But then as things went on and those two weeks dragged out and shelter in place turned into mask mandates and those turned into vaccine mandates... Um, the expectation that a lot of us had was, well, if we could just wait out 2020, 2021 would come around and that's when things would get back to normal. But if you remember, uh, they did not. And there's really no reason for us to expect that of 2022 either. But this time, I think that we we know that. The vaccine that was supposed to be the ultimate solution for the virus has proven itself to be more and more effective as time has gone on. Uh, High-profile athletes are catching COVID very publicly, even though the entire team was fully vaccinated. Cruise ships are having coronavirus outbreaks in spite of fully vaccinated crews and passengers. And this isn't just uh, internet hearsay or conspiracy theories. A couple weeks ago, the USS Milwaukee uh, had a big COVID outbreak, even after the Fourth Fleet confirmed that every man, woman, and pronoun on board was fully vaccinated. That is official government documentation. I mean, even if you ignore the very high rate of side effects to these various vaccines, which I would like to point out the media is doing, uh, the vaccine is still a joke. And yet the CDC is still doubling down on it. Many countries are reporting that their Omicron outbreaks are almost entirely comprised of triple vaccinated people. But the CDC solution is still more boosters and more regulations and more requirements. So last Sunday, uh, Dr. Fauci was asked if he would recommend vaccine requirements for citizens traveling by air. And he replied, Anything that could get people more vaccinated would be welcome. And then on Tuesday, President Biden was asked when he would mandate that air travelers be vaccinated. And he replied, whenever I get a recommendation from the medical team. And so this past Thursday, just a couple of days ago, the U.S. State Department warned international air travelers to make contingency plans as they may have to remain in a foreign country longer than originally planned, which will be entirely at their own expense. So, well, never mind that rant. It's clear now that the lockdowns, the regulations, the mask mandates, the vaccine pressures, etc., these are not things that are just going to go away, uh, even though COVID itself is apparently uh, on its way out. Uh, 2020 was apparently not a hiccup or a glitch uh, or a spasm of bad judgment that we're just going to get over. 2020 was like a dam breaking. Everything behind the dam is now out. Pandora's box is now open. 2021 made it clear that 2020 was actually the new normal. So what do we do now? Well, we don't wait for things to just go back to normal. We don't hunker down. We don't put stuff on hold. We don't expect that the people who blew the dam up are going to clean stuff up with us or build us a new future out of the exact same dynamite that they used to blow the dam up. We don't assume that things are just going to magically stabilize. Uh, we need to be the ones who stabilize. 
Maybe this is just me, but I personally do not expect the current administration or heavily entrenched bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci, who incidentally is the highest paid federal employee of all time and about to (laughs) be the guy receiving the largest federal pension of any human being in history. I don't believe that these guys are going to go back on any of their mandates, uh, and I don't think they're going to dial back any of their control schemes. I think it's becoming increasingly obvious to all of us that over the last uh, two years, what we have seen is not a... Uh, a natural knee-jerk reaction to a terrifying pandemic. What we're actually seeing is the deep-seated desires of a gigantic government being put into place. All these mask mandates and things are actually showing us what is behind the mask of our federal government. And the result of this is uh, there's a lot of division. Even the White House recognizes tremendous schisms in our nation. The White House wished happy holidays to people who had received the vaccine and cold, lonely illnesses and death to the people who had not been vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. There's this political concept called the Overton Window, which I want to uh, talk a little bit more about. Uh, I think we're going to have an article about this in, in the political newsletter later this week. Now, I don't think the the Overton window is a particularly uh, solid political theory, but it's an interesting idea. There's this uh, window of acceptable political thought. Over time, this Overton window will move to the right or to the left, and the things that were uh, unacceptable to talk about in the past will become acceptable and vice versa. Uh, For example, building concentration, I mean, excuse me, building quarantine camps, that used to be an unacceptable concept, but now it's fine to talk about. In fact, Australia is building uh, mandatory camps, which are going to be opening later this year. And uh, I mean, it's worse than the Overton window just making certain types of conversation unacceptable in certain spheres. The big tech overlords have obviously made certain types of conversation completely impossible on certain social media platforms. For example, last week, uh, Twitter suspended the account of Dr. Robert Malone. Now, he's the guy who invented the mRNA uh, vaccine technology, uh, which the COVID-19 vaccines are based upon. He was suspended because he posted about uh, the side effects of the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, I'm not sure what his actual offense was. Maybe he didn't trust the experts Or maybe he didn't trust the science. I don't, uh, I'm not actually quite clear on it. But it is clear that these authoritarian measures are taking away people's voices and their ability to talk about uh, certain things. But it's actually worse than that. Uh, A lot of the economic lockdowns have actually stolen people's jobs right out from under them. And uh, the ongoing inflation that we're seeing is stealing money out of their wallets and their savings accounts right now. And legislation that is being passed right now uh, will steal money out of their future paychecks if upcoming vaccine mandates even allow them to hold jobs in the future. That that kind of remains to be seen. And of course, there are a lot of people who are uh, who are doing all right. They're, they're profiting from all of this uh, turmoil and, and tyranny. There's a lot of people on the left who... Uh, well, they're, they're making bank. And there's a number of businesses, um, people on the right, who are also doing pretty well because they have opted to uh, resist and to stay in business. And, and that has been really good for them. But there's a bunch of people who are in between these two categories. And a lot of these folks are extremely vulnerable. And helping them isn't just a matter of uh, political expediency, where we pick up a few uh, disenfranchised swing voters and drag them over to our side uh, just in time for the midterms. I'm talking about people who are genuinely hurting, people who desperately need help. And we need to be ready for that. The good news is that in 2022, that is not a curveball that is coming. That is something that we know for a fact 
is going to be the case. And T-Rex, as you know, is all about the defense of yourself and uh, the defense of others, mostly with weapons. But there are a lot of people who need to be defended and protected right now using tools other than weapons. Last week, Lucas had an excellent Instagram post talking about New Year's resolutions, uh, and he made the point that we've done a really good job inside of Gun Culture 2.0 of moving from beyond mere weapons ownership to uh, a greater focus on uh, training and capabilities and uh, even increased physical fitness, the ability to perform in a variety of environments. And these are all really excellent things. But he also made the point that we need to be looking to grow our financial capabilities. Your body, your mind, your weapon systems, these are all tools in your toolbox, but your financial capabilities are also tools that you can use for all kinds of things like expanding your abilities, uh, getting more training, building out more of your toolbox, or building out other people's toolboxes as well. And obviously, we all know that money is a tool, but... Uh, A lot of us are limited in what we can do because of financial obligations that we have based on debt. And so if in 2022 you are like me trying to trim a little bit of fat from your waistline and build a little bit more muscle that will allow you to be more uh, powerful, able to do more work, um, I would advise you to also trim a little bit of fat from your debt load. If you can turn your financial instruments uh, into muscle that can do actual work for you, then it'll also benefit the people around you and your wider community. And Lucas gave a bunch of examples of things that you could do if you had a bit more spending power. A lot of it was focused on learning and growing as a person, personally. And there's a lot of ways that we can also contribute to our wider community. So, um, For example, there's a lot of political opportunities this year because of all of the crazy turmoil of the last couple of years. So one of the things that I'm going to be doing this year is donating to Gun Owners of America. That's probably going to be the bulk of my uh, legal uh, focus, my, my, my political Second Amendment advocacy outside of stuff that I'm personally doing inside of Tennessee. And then there's the larger cultural side of things. There are a lot of groups doing really good things and a lot of opportunities to help those groups to be more effective. Um, Over the last couple of years, I've been very impressed with Open Source Defense and their weekly newsletter. They've been doing a lot to bring new gun owners online, uh, and they talk about a lot of very interesting issues related to firearms or the firearm community. For example, a couple weeks ago, they had a really fascinating article about silencers. They pointed out that in many countries, suppressors or silencers are not legally restricted in the slightest bit, even though uh, in a lot of those nations, there are a far more tyrannical uh, set of laws related to firearm ownership in general. So silencers, based on the statistics that they brought out and the information that they published, um, they don't really make weapons more dangerous. They don't make weapons more likely to be used in crime, and they don't make weapons any more scary. So why is it that the anti-gun groups in the United States are so incredibly anti-silencer? And the answer, they posit, is because silencers make guns more fun. They make guns easier to shoot. They remove one of the barriers of entry to firearm ownership and firearm use. And because anti-gun groups hate anything that makes it easier to pick up a gun and get into the sport of shooting or get into the idea of shooting, uh, either recreationally or practically, it just has to be opposed. It was a great article, a very thought-provoking thing to talk about to um, the kind of people that subscribe to that newsletter, who are generally folks new to guns or new to gun culture. 
And there are a bunch of other opportunities as well. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know about Jay over at Pew Science. He's doing some fantastic silencer research, a really high-level testing laboratory type of work, and he's able to quantify the actual performance of a silencer across a whole bunch of different metrics and variables, and he's able to boil it down to a single number score for silencer efficiency. And this makes silencer adoption way, way easier. He is simultaneously making it possible for people who are going to buy a silencer anyway to get the one that they actually want for their particular use case. And uh, he's helping people who couldn't decide whether or not they wanted a silencer to have a really good idea of what they're getting and therefore more likely to actually get one. It's tremendous. Now, this silencer testing work is not easy or cheap. And so um, this Pew Science work is entirely supported by donations from individuals or or companies. Some of them are companies like T-Rex Arms. Uh, We are actually a corporate sponsor. We value the work that Jay is doing, and we wanted to help him with what uh, he's accomplishing. And some of the support is actually coming from companies who build suppressors. They would like third-party testing of their own products so that they could be better at uh, building them and have a better understanding of what their products are actually doing. But a lot of the support comes from individuals uh, like you. If you were able to have greater financial freedom in the year 2022, you would be able to support what Jay is doing, get more silencers out there, get more people uh, to actually have these really useful tools and uh, normalize stuff that's probably going to come in handy in the future. And there's just more opportunities all the time. This last year, we saw a whole bunch of brand new crowdsourced research groups like uh, one more example, Redbeard Tactical. This is a group of uh, German soldiers providing tactical and historical write-ups and gear reviews, and uh, it's actually really refreshing to see a a slightly different perspective than the one that we get from uh, guys that have spent a huge amount of time in the United States military, and it's really quality content. There's a bunch of new crowd-supported services like um, the Gray Man server. This is an encrypted chat server that is self-hosted by some guys who were kicked off of Discord right after uh, January 6th. I can't remember what that that date uh, means. But anyway, they started this this server, which I'm a part of, and and it's a really fantastic place to be. And um, that's something that is completely self-supported and uh, self-crowdfunded by folks in our very own community. And opportunities to build stuff like this are going to keep coming up. And I would like all of us to be a little bit uh, a little bit more ready for that. Um, because the other thing that happened last year is we saw Instagram take down Grantham's page, take down Lucas's page. And this was temporary. Uh, they came back for now. But I think that it is really important that we, we figure out how we build out some alternative communication networks and some alternative servers. Just me personally, I have... Uh, Not to brag, but I have 33,000 Instagram followers who, uh, this sounds terrible, I don't know who they are. I don't know their real names. I don't know where they live. If my Instagram page gets taken away, those relationships are gone, and I have uh, no way to get in contact with those people. That's actually the main reason that this podcast exists, and it's the main reason that T-Rex has been working on building out our newsletter. Just in case, you know, 2022 uh, looks like a lot of 2021 did. Now, again, I think that it was a very reasonable assumption in the year 2020 to just hunker down and wait for things to pass. But 2021 made it apparent that, again, this is actually the new normal. So let's make 2022 the year that we push back and that we start to rebuild the things 
that are being taken away from us. You've seen uh, a large authoritarian push away from personal face-to-face relationships and toward online, monitorable, surveillable, controllable communication. So uh, do the opposite of that. Get to know people face-to-face again. Go out of your way to be friendly with people, especially uh, with as difficult as these last two years have been for some. They really, really need that. This is probably where I should say that COVID-19 is not a completely imaginary disease. It's real. By this uh, point in time, all of us probably know people who have passed away because of it. It is an actual disease that actually kills people, um, but it mostly kills people that already have significant comorbidities or massive health issues that pre-exist. Although... I should also say that by this time, there's a bunch of people who have those kinds of health issues uh, that didn't actually pre-exist prior to the lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders and the uh, shutdown of all elective surgeries and various cancer screenings. There are a lot of people who are in much worse shape than they were in 2020 and are actually in less position to do the kinds of things that we're talking about on this very podcast. These are exactly the people that I want us to be able to help. We've also seen tremendous supply chain issues caused by domestic and foreign policies. So start working on figuring out your own personal supply chain. Maybe take advantage of some of these decentralized manufacturing opportunities that are coming up. Uh, We've seen a lot of financial upheavals. There's economic impacts that have been caused by lockdowns. Uh, But there's also some multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bills that have been passed into law. You're going to have to start paying for those in the future. So, again, now is the time for you to get more financially stable. Like I said before, I think that we can all see that 2020 and 2021 are not glitches that the bureaucrats are going to fix for us any minute now. Uh, We're actually getting to see what their future looks like. They're showing us what things are going to look like when they build back better. And if you want a clearer look under that mask, then just have a look at what's happening in parts of Europe or Australia. We've got a lot of work that needs to get done, and that means that we have to be ready. If you go back to your 2019 levels of fitness, great, or your 2019 levels of financial security, fine. But that isn't going to be enough to get you back to your 2019 levels of freedom. You're going to need to do more in order to build back that dam that holds back tyranny. You're going to need to build some decentralized pillars of society without the bureaucratic entanglement that we currently have, because... Your family and your neighbors are going to need those pillars. Now is when we start building community. Now is when we start building businesses. Now is when we start planting fruit trees, uh, metaphorically and actually practically in the real world. And at this point, I feel like we kind of have no choice. Uh, We can choose to stay in the cages that are currently being built for us, or we can build something else. And as bleak as that sounds, I'm actually kind of excited about it. We've had enough track record at this point that uh, we can get back inside of our own OODA loop and we can really focus on building more face-to-face relationships, uh, more tightly knit communities. We can set up more self-hosted servers. Uh, There can be more disentangling from corrupt systems. We can build more smaller systems and have fewer monopolies and build more stable businesses and do more homeschooling and end up with more capable people. And these are the goals that we really should have had all along for the past many years. And if we're only being forced into it now by the authoritarians, fine then. I feel like these terms are acceptable. So welcome to 2022, and let's get to work.